Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. So these guys have been doing their homework. They said, we watched, we watched, you know, they watched uh, the GOAT crew. They watched um, uh, 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 Brett Witterson's episode. I'm like, that's probably the most tame episode we've done. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fine example. That was that was our Boy Scouts episode. That the Boy Scout episode. He came prepared. Right. He had all the beers. We, I don't think we swore. We. I, I think he might have dropped an f bomb. I don't remember. He might have. Wooderson, yeah. But I, I will say this is the first. Um, these guys, they asked me. They're like, "We need to give you some beer." I'm like, "Oh, you don't have to, but you can." So, <laughs> so I've got a shit ton of beers they gave us. So. Way, way more than we would drink on a, on the show, but that's fine. Well, you know, like I'm hoping that starts a trend. Actually. Well, you know, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like now we're getting to the real reason why I said yes when you wanted to do this <laughs> for free beer, <laughs> fucking free beer. Shit. Well, I mean, yeah. So, so we started off with uh, we're drinking Brad's um, for Junior, who who is our one of our uh, Brad knows Junior, who comes in the wind shift. You know, yeah. Junior Junior wants to know what everybody's drinking. Otherwise, he'll scold us on social media. Yeah, he gets a little upset. So, uh, Junior, we're drinking Broken Hatchets for, for apple pie cider. So that's I don't. If you talk to Brad nicely, he might be able to get it. But that's what we're drinking. What What are you What are you guys drinking, Brad? What are you drinking? So I'm drinking a blueberry maple stout from Saugatuck. Oh, that's a good a one. Brewing company. Yep. Up in yep. Michigan. Right on, gentlemen. What are you guys drinking down there? Uh, I'm drinking uh, the golden sour that we did with uh, spent grapes from Stonehouse Brewing Company or Stonehouse Winery. We we may or may not have one of those as a mystery beer. May or may not. Yeah. May or may not. Well, it's a mystery beer. You're supposed to be surprised. I don't, I don't know these things. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So so uh, the rules of the road here. Do we have rules? It was a you. We're, we've already checked. You all have beers. That's that's requirement. <laughs> um, if you feel the need to burp, don't fight it. Just lean in and let her rip. Uh, yeah, please burp. We because we haven't had any very good burps in the last couple of episodes. No, no, we've been tame. Um, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. This is the one podcast I do where I get to push the button that says explicit. So say whatever you want. Drop whatever bombs you want. Um, any other rules? I think that's it. I feel like we're missing a rule. Don't, don't die. <laughs> that's after the podcast. Don't die. Do not die. Uh, Jeff, what are you drinking, bud? Um, I've got a brown ale with ginger and molasses. It's by Sun King Brewery uh, out in Indianapolis. Okay. Call and, it and Dave, what, you, you drinking the same thing that uh, Neil is no, drinking? Actually, uh, one of my favorite beers that Jeremy has on tap here is uh, it stays on with uh, peach, the uh, peach fuzz. We may or may not have one of those as well. I'm not. Here, <laughs> <laughs> <Earmuffs. laughs> Well, shit. I mean, I, pre- I pre-gamed with bourbon, so I'm I'm raring, I'm raring to go. Did you? Very nice. Well, I, you I know. poured a little old Bardstown, and then I had a, I made a uh, an old fashioned with the Howler head. One of, these, one of these days, you're gonna bring me some of your um, some of your. Well, yeah, you got to remind me. I'm I'm not you know so much with the brain until you drink. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are already watching and drinking and listening, this is beers with Nigel. It's a show about what? It's about beer and eh, other things. 
also known aka other stuff depending on who you are you know look we're not so much with the branding so we kind of change our brand every once in a while speaking of branding uh beers with nigel is brought to you by dire oil graphics your branding partners can you guys believe can you guys believe we have a sponsor (laughs) we can't (laughs) i mean it happens yeah should happen Ronnie Dyer's done a bunch of stuff for us already. He's cleaned up some logos. He's done uh, our our original logo that we had for the Go Brewing Company was very detailed. It was a handwritten or a hand drawing that a buddy of ours did. It's it's amazing. A lot of people have seen it. Uh, to screen printing it, putting it on stickers, embroidering it, things like that. Everybody was like, "That's ridiculous. We can't do that." So we went to Ronnie with our logo, and we're like, "We need something similar." uh you know keeps keeps the the, the design intact <laughs> it's something we can reproduce a lot easier and and those guys put together some great stuff for us they've done some alternate logos for us and you know That's we're awesome. gonna very open we're gonna use them for a bunch of things so ronnie and and uh, his wife are fantastic the teams that they use to do stuff are great we got our first live testimonial that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> now here's my question can I upcharge them for, for that? <laughs> for, for providing I mean, a live testimony. It's not like we really prompted him. To, we didn't tell him to do it beforehand, right? That's subliminal. Well, you know, that's that's Jeremy Nealon talking. Uh, if you're listening or if you're watching, you, you can see his face. Um, from the Goat Brewing Company, almost open uh, here pretty soon. Uh, to his left, that would now be to your right. That would <laughs> that would be Jeff. And to the to the left. That would that would be Dave. That's the the threesome. Is that left or right on your radio dial? Well, it depends on the radio. So that's the threesome down there. And we, then we've got Brad Steele from Broken Hatchet Brewing. Also, get ready to open in Belton, Missouri. Uh, Goat's going to be in Lee Summit, not far from Diametric. So, welcome to the show, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. We, we thought it'd be cool since you know you guys are kind of on the same track, and mm-hmm. you know, again, we always like to tout how great ZZ hops has been over the years, two more, two more brewers going pro. It's fucking badass. Um, I'll start with you, Brad. What's it like right now? You're in the midst of it, man. How's it feel? Oh, it's uh, pretty overwhelming. We've got uh, contractors calling contractors scheduled. Uh, We just got framed in. If you're following on uh, Facebook, Uh, just kind of keep doing some updates, pictures, um, just learned from our Blickman rep that some of the fermenters are going to take a little longer than we originally expected. What a surprise, so right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to bump out our timeline to uh, most likely March. Oh, is that right? Yeah. We were uh, originally targeting February. And uh, with that news, uh, it's going to push us back at least four weeks. Right. And, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that, that begs the question, you know, I, both of you guys are, are, are in the middle of, of setting things up and getting going. How many times during this year, the last several months, have you had to kind of make adjustments? Because everything's messed up. You know, I, on, a, on another podcast I did, we, we always say COVID ruins everything. Um, and it kind of has. But I mean, have, you, have you just kind of had to learn to just take everything as it goes? I would say we've been pretty fortunate. I mean, we were going back to January, February of this year. We had found the location that we're going into now, and we were preparing to sign a lease 
and uh, went to the City of Lee Summit and had talked to them, and they were like, yeah, you're all good. And then they were like, hang on a second, wait. No, there's some zoning issues. They, they put the brakes on, and it was like, oh, I mean, we were so close to, you know, signing that lease, and it was like, all right, well, what do we need to do? And COVID hit. And it was like, if there's a silver lining to the fact that we now have zoning issues that we are now going to have to go to the city and, you know, jump through all the hoops that we got to jump through and do the things that you got to do. Uh, what a better time than during a pandemic when it's probably not a good, you know, a great time to be opening up uh, a new business anyway. So, you know, um, for us, it was a little disheartening because it, it took a lot longer to get through the city stuff with the COVID issues. But again, you know, what better time for something to, to drag out because we didn't sign the lease. We weren't paying, you know, for a property that we weren't using. We were able to get through hopefully most of the pandemic. We've got, you know, uh, vaccines and stuff rolling out now. So hopefully in, you know, a month or two as we're getting ready to open, uh, the businesses are starting to open, the, the restrictions are starting to lessen and, you know, we'll come out of this on the other side and, and be in a lot better place. So, um, but we have seen issues with, you know, ordering equipment uh, getting stuff done. Our electricians are in there right now trying to do stuff. And they're like, we're going to seven different hardware stores and plumbing or uh, electrical supply. I was hesitant to ask too many questions about the tenant finish and all the things we're doing. Cause I don't, I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> right. I don't want you to answer a question. And then we find out a week later, you know, something else, something else messed up. But so you're already doing kind of the, getting some of the finish work done and getting that space set up. Yeah, we've, we've turned the corner. We're done with demo. Um, I think Brad's in the same situation we are. We're, you know, on finished work. We've got electricians in there. The plumbers are almost done with their stuff. The space we went into, one of the reasons we liked it was it was a restaurant. So it's got bathrooms in place. It had water lines where we need water lines, drain lines for the most part where we needed them. You know, we had to put in some trench drains and make a few repairs to a few things. But uh, we were able to jump a lot of jump over a lot of the things that, you know, like Brad and a lot of the other breweries when they're going into a space and it was like, this was an old office building or an old library or whatever the case is. And you've got to redo it all. You know, we went in and we liked the space because it had everything, so much of the stuff already in yeah. place, you know, so, so we're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, there's, there's still a lot of it that we were able to just get past. I'm going to take a pause real quick. Um, for you guys on the side, you're going to have to, because it's just a built-in mic on that computer. When you talk, you're going to have to lean in so you get kind of in the middle. Otherwise, we won't pick you up at all. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> and get closer. Yeah, get closer. <laughs> huddle up. Huddle up. There you go. Um, question for Brad, and then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll get with you goat guys. Uh, I, I know the story of the name, Brad, Broken Hatchet. Give us give us where that name come from, came from and how you chose um, Belton and all that business, where you're going to be. Well, um, we had been looking around and, and looked at several buildings in Belton over the last year, year and a half. <clears throat> and finally, one came open that uh, first had a concrete floor and it was an open space. And so we had really no demo um, to to do other than um, concrete trench drains for the plumbing. Um our namesake came from doing some, just throwing out names, looking up stuff, uh, dealing with the history of Belton. And there's a lady that's buried in Belton. Her name is Carrie Nation, was Carrie Nation. So she was a leader of what was pre-prohibition called a uh, temperance movement 
and was against um, liquor. And she um, said that God told her to go into liquor establishments, saloons back in the day with a hatchet and uh, basically just tear the hell out of the place. So she's buried in Belton. And that's how we came up with Broken Hatchet Brewing. That's a very cool name. Very cool name. That's awesome. Hey, who else is buried in that cemetery? You told me. Uh, <laughs> so anybody that's ever done account management sales uh, probably has heard of Dale Carnegie. Um, I believe he wrote the book, uh, something about influencing. Yeah. Yep. He's buried there. Weird. Yeah. So how about the goat brewing name? Where did that come from? So when I started home brewing, um, you know, it was like, all right, we got to come up with some kind of name and, and what's the, you know, we're in Kansas city. What's the, the history of alcohol beer in Kansas city. So you type in alcohol, Kansas city history. And the first thing it takes you to is prohibition and for prohibition. It immediately goes into Tom Pendergast. Um, Tom Pendergast was a mob boss or a political, you know, influencer during the day. Um, he, his brother uh, was, was on the city council, I believe it was at Kansas city. Uh, which which got Tom appointed the city treasurer. Boss, <laughs> good idea. Give him the checkbook. Um, so then, uh, when prohibition, of course, hit, um, Tom told the local police departments and stuff like that. You know, you don't go into my establishments. You don't stop my alcohol. You know, it's it's gonna flow and it's gonna go. And yeah. you, know, you got to stay. If you want to get a paycheck, you're gonna stay out of my places. And uh, Kansas City became known as Paris of the Plains because it was where the people from Chicago and New York. Vegas and all the big cities came to because they know they, they knew they could come here and hang out with Tom and his, his crew and, and uh, basically do whatever they wanted to. Um, during that time, there were two primary uh, mob organizations in Kansas City, uh, the Italians and the Irish. The Irish uh, were known as the Rabbits. Anybody who's been up to Restless Spirits in North Kansas City knows, you know, they kind of play on the Irish history and the Rabbits. There's little rabbits on all of their bottles and in a lot of their logos, um, the Italians were known as the goats. Um, and, and that even, the goats and the rabbits even stemmed from Chicago and New York. I mean, that was something nationwide that wasn't just in the Kansas City area. But because of the history that Tom Pendergast had with Kansas City, um, he had a concrete company. They, they poured Brush Creek. Uh, they built a, ton, built a ton of the buildings in Kansas City. I mean, it was very influential for better or worse, whatever side of the discussion we're on, whatever we're talking about, um, the goats and Pendergast were, were big in the development of Kansas City. So uh, that was the reason why we went with the goat for the goat brewing company. And it's funny, since he's mafia and had a concrete company, you know what that was for. Gotta make some boots there. Gotta make some boots. Those boots don't float. <laughs> so uh, back to you, Brad. We always ask people, um, you know, we, we debate when craft beer started being called craft what was what was the first beer you remember that really got you into into beer do you, do you remember that um i'd have to say my first the craft beer that i really stood back and was like wow that's different was fat tire yeah um probably late 80s early 90s now, we haven't had that answer we haven't had fat tire no that's well, a, yeah that, i mean that's that's, an, that's an early early doctor it's yeah. a good one yeah um, but probably one of my favorite 
old school beers is Sierra Nevada's Pell L. Yeah. Now we're calling it old school. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn shame. Well, so, you're old. Yeah, well, I'm older than you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. So you think that that spurred you on? So you had these good beers and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to make my own. How did that happen? You know, I've always been um, enjoyed probably year getting around brewers until 14 or 15 and uh, started then. Uh, I, I believe my wife got me a Mr. Beer kit for my birthday or Christmas. And it's that uh, obligatory story of, yeah, I, I brewed a, uh, a Mr. Beer kit and then went on from there. And, and truthfully, that's how it happened. Um, I We would always go somewhere out to dinner or to the club at Lake Lottawana canoe club and, and try different beers. And, and, uh, that's when she, she got me that Mr. Beer kit. How was that first batch? Oh, they were wonderful. <laughs> Plastic <laughs> bottles. They were the best. Did, did, did you put one in the cellar, you know, to, to <laughs> age? Oh yeah. <laughs> back then. How about you go guys? How, how did, what was your, all three of you, what was the, what was the, Thinking back, was the first beer that you like? Wow, this is really different than what we drank in high school or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna inject on this one because the first place, the first place I was thinking was New Belgium. So when Brad said fat tire, so for me it was actually my sister's before I even thought of the craft brewery. It was 1554. That's still one of my favorite beers of all time. I go to that all the time. Uh, very few beers beat that for Blackwater. I love that beer. Um, it was just crazy that you said fat tire because you know New Belgium is is crucial and I mean they're 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 one of the originals. Yeah, that's correct. Back in the eighties, so. Jeremy. And I also want to point out how interesting it is. Uh, you almost wonder if the craft brewery scene, how big it was, uh, of wives. How many? I mean, the craft brewery scene might have been started because of all the wives that bought their. <laughs> Mr. Beer kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened to me. That's what happened for you. I mean, yeah, that's how it starts. Here. It's like Same they, here. yeah, they just. Interesting, Jeremy. What was what was your entry to good beer? I would have to I would have to give my shout out to Boulevard. I mean, it was you know I was I was drinking the the basic domestics and, and Jack Daniels mixed with Coke and stuff like that. And I stumbled. In, I, my first introduction into craft was introduction to craft whiskeys, scotches, and bourbons and things like that. And I was like, who thought stuff could taste like this? I mean, you know, and then it was like, well, what else is out there? And so then I, I kind of started looking into beers and things like that. And it was getting into Boulevard, Boulevard Wheats and Pale Ales and Tank Sevens and things like that. And just exploring from there. And, you know, as Dave said, my wife, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, bought me a beer brewing kit. And I brewed a couple batches and they were just fantastic. Yes. Uh, you know, and, I, I put it away for several years, and then, you know, after the kids got a little bit older and I had a little more free time on my hands, it was like, you know, all right, we can figure this stuff out, and it's been nonstop since, so. Jeff, what about you, bud? Uh, so, for me, obviously, started out with the heavy domestics. I mean, I was drinking a lot of Bud Light, a lot of Budweiser. Uh, wanted to try some other different stuff, so, uh, you know, Michelob Amberbach. That was oh, yeah. Outside of the box beer, but. Yeah. And that's not anything too special. Uh, well, compared to Bud, compared to Budweiser, it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, it's it's a it's a great beer. 
I don't want to knock it, but it, it wasn't anything that's going to knock your socks off. Right. I went on vacation with my wife. We visited some of her uh, family. Her uncle's a German immigrant. We were up in Madison. He took us out to the tap house. And uh, I had a Gulden Drock as my first. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was Still a like, great beer. Holy smokes. What is this? And then uh, Delirium Tremens right after that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. This is, this is, this is the stuff right here. Uh, you went in, you went in headlong. I mean, that's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's an yeah. early right. deep dive. Right. Yeah. Look, kid. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, ever since then, it's been like whatever I can taste that is new and different and cool. Yeah. So I've, I've known you guys for, you know, through ZZ Hops and, uh, you know, several years or whatever. But, you know, you guys, as long as I've known you guys, you guys have brewed. At what point did Goat say, hey, we're going to jump in and start a brewery? When, when did that start happening as you guys were doing brews and stuff like that? So, I mean, you know, uh, when we started doing festivals and stuff like that, I mean, when, when I got into the homebrew club, it was like, all right, I don't know if what I'm brewing is good or not. You didn't know what categories were. So you started getting into some of the BJCP stuff, reading categories, trying to figure things out. Uh, people like uh, Taylor Smith um, or Taylor Jones, excuse me, Taylor Jones, Brian Smith, um, Jeremy Parrott, uh, Tony DiPlacido. Um, we're all huge, you know, in the brew club at the time. Several of them now have gone pro, obviously. Uh, but I was just constantly feeding them beers. And I'm like, tell me what, you know, tell me what I need to do to make this beer better. And, you know, they were giving me some hints and some tips and some do this and don't do that and listening to podcasts. And and we were just doing it for fun, you know, and it was like, I'm not going to spend a ton of money. This is just, this is just a hobby, but I'd like to do it good. And we got to a point where we felt we were, we were doing good with some beers and we started entering some competitions and going to festivals and having a lot of fun with it. And, and it was just, it just kind of snowballed from there. It was, you know, a little more of this and a little more of that. And it was like, you know what, this, we can do this. This could be, you know, a profession. We can, you know, I can manage people. I can brew beer. We can figure this out. Um, it was about probably two years ago when it kind of came to fruition that, we're going to make this happen. And I started writing a business plan and we started talking to, you know, people about money and the banks and whatever else and started looking for locations and, and really trying to, to turn this over into more than just a hobby. So what did the wives think when you, Hey, you want to open, I want to open a brewery. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife was, she was, she was completely on board with it. This garage was a brewery for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, three years ago, I think right when you said that three years ago, uh, that year, what was it, 52? Did you hit 52? Yeah, no, I, I had made a goal like three oh years gosh. ago that I was I was trying to brew a, brew a beer a week, you know, an average. And I think we got to like 46 or 48. Wow. Five-gallon batches in one year. And then as we get to this time of the year, of course, there's no festivals or anything like that. So I'm just trying to stuff my neighbors full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I am. <laughs> so you're a good neighbor. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> trying to clean kegs out. And I finally got to the point where it's like, I, you know, I had like eight kegs in the basement and four in the teaser. And it's like, I, I don't have any room for beer at this point. So, you know, I quit there. But, um, yeah, it just, you know, went from, from hobby to passion. And, and now business so 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 brad at what point did you say hey i want to i want to make this leap as well yeah mine uh really started back in 2017 i was at cerner and not really enjoying traveling um and then actually got laid off in 2018 and decided 
I uh, got to follow my passion. I had enjoyed everything about ZZ Hops, uh, all the people I, I learned from, and um, the, just the communication. And I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of going and uh, sitting at a desk. And um, so I just jumped in, told my wife, I can't go back to the corporate world. I want to follow my passion, brew for people, and uh, just create an environment for a community where people come and enjoy craft beer. And did the, did the wife go along with it the first time you said it? Yeah, yeah. She's really always been a great supporter, and, and she wasn't really a um, craft beer person until we started doing this uh, well, until she bought the Mr. Beer kit and had a party <laughs> with some friends over to enjoy Brad's first beer. And, and it was a, uh, an enjoyment for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a pause real, real quick here. We're drinking the Goat's Peach Fuzz Saison right now. Yep. For Junior, we're drinking. Junior. Yep. Is that going to be one that's going to be on at the brewery uh, on, on the regular? or Will you be slinging this one? Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, I've, I've got a neighbor who is... That a, is the correct answer, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a neighbor that is a domestic beer fan through and through. He comes over and all the time. He'll let me give him a beer all the time. He doesn't say much about most of them. Uh, one weekend, I was looking to go out and hit some breweries, and I was like, Steve, everybody else is busy. Let's go hit some breweries. And he was like, whatever, I'll go. And we went to Boulevard, and he found Tank 7, and he was like, oh, my God. And then we went to uh, BKS, and he tried some of their Saisons, and he was like, oh, my God, I love Saisons. He's a, he's a Saison guy, you know, a standard farmhouse ale Saison guy. And so uh, for the last two years, you know, about once every six months, he'll come over with a bag of grain, and he's like, hey, I went down to Grains and Taps, and I bought a Saison kit and peach or whatever flavor he sound, thought sounded good. So he, he loves the Saisons. Uh, that was that's the last homebrew beer that I've ever done now that we're going pro. So, uh, yeah. So we got a, a decent Saison recipe that we throw some various fruits into. Um, peach was our latest. We call it the Peach Fuzz. So, so you're going to have like I'm a – I'm digging it. So yeah, we'll, it's good. I'll throw that in there. Are you going to have like a – is there a certain uh, some ones that are going to be on that you know? Hey, when we start, we're going to have these on. Yeah, we've got you know uh, five to seven base beers, um, you know, sour and a Kolsch and a Hefeweizen and a wheat beer and a few other things that that are going to be our go tos all the time. Um, and then you know we plan on having five or six rotating taps that we'll just do whatever we come up with. So I want to go go backward just a little bit. Uh, Brad, you had, you had mentioned something about you know your wife through the tasting party for your first Mister Beer kit. What was that? What was the moment though? The transition for, for and you know any of you guys jump in on this, but that going from the Mister Beer kit to really digging in on homebrew because I, there's a there's a transition point right of you're going to start buying all of the things you're going to dig into recipes and you get into that mad scientist mode right. What was that transition? What was, was there was there a thing that happened or did it just kind of gradually? shift into that so for me um after a couple mr beer kits my wife bought me uh, a couple hundred dollar gift card to bacchus 
and um Corn. yes and um so i went out there and i got like a partial kit out there that had some steeping grains and everything and i got my first kettle out there and um that's when i started actually brewing in my garage if you will and um what I really enjoy about that is neighbors would stop by and uh, hang out. Friends would come over and just chill while you're brewing beers. And so, and that's actually how I came up with my homebrew name, Celebration Brewing, was because every time <clears throat> I was either around craft beer or brewing, it seemed to be a little celebration and people would come over and chat about beers and, and, um, very helpful. I mean, I know I can call anybody in ZZ Hops if I ever had a question about any specific grain or yeast or, or just whatever water profile. Um, and man, the, the, it's just a great resource to have in your back pocket. That's kind of how I went from, holy cow, some of this stuff is really good. And, and just neighbors saying, Brad, I really like that beer. Could you brew it again? <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys, Goat? Well, I've got a, I'd like to jump in here. Uh, my wife and I, we were home brewing. We bought uh, a very basic kit. We were brewing on the stovetop, doing extract stuff. Um, it, it was it was okay. We were, we were making beers. Like our, our best one was a, a brown ale with ginger. Um, and uh, one day she comes home. She's like, hey, we're going to go on like a double date with some friends of mine. I, I think it's beer is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out. Understatement. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go out. This will be fine. And we go out. We hit like this was back in, you know, pre-COVID days where you could just do whatever you wanted. Right. Uh, the old days. Uh, breweries. We hit uh, Speakeasy, the Manifesto. Uh, we just had a blast. We were up to like 3 in the morning. Uh we were back at, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and reveal. It was with Jeremy and his wife. Uh, <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> and we go in the garage and he's got like this kegerator with four taps on it. And he's serving me like some of the best beer I've had. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm done with this whole brewing thing. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm just hanging this up. This is this is going on the shelf downstairs. It's gonna collect us. There's no reason for me to continue doing that. And not, that my, sounds like my story. <laughs> like a lot of cool stuff, but like you know, I, I leave that to the professionals now. It's that see, that's that's I've been I've been to ZZ Hops how many years? Never homebrewed a beer ever. But I'm yeah. like, why would I? I know too many people who, who do good beer. Why would, why would I? Why would I waste my time? And, and, and you know, I'll let you guys do it. It's much simpler that way. You know. Well, I don't know. If I've ever seen you hold still long enough to. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, I have I have brewed some beer, but only at diametric and only at windshift. So, I mean, does that count? I guess. I guess it does. So, I mean, I'm, but I've never, you know, done it. I've been to plenty of uh, homebrew days. You know, drank plenty of beer. I mean, that's the point. <laughs> That's the point. Hey, Brad, um, we kind of skipped over what you're going to have on, on your taps. So I'm going to start out with only four taps, and it's just going to be the basics. I'm going to start out with my West Coast uh, Pale Ale. And um, I do have a Pilsner that's been well-received, um, both at Apex 
Elworks and, you know, at all the festivals. Um, but mainly I'm going to have a Pilsner, a Pale Ale, a West Coast IPA, and then probably a, like a Pub Ale or a, um, a mild Brown Ale. I've got to get the Belton folks away from the <laughs> Bud Light, the Coronas. So I'm, I'm going to try to ease them into it. Gently. I mean, that's kind of an interesting question, too. You're down in Belton. That's kind of a beer desert. I mean, the closest thing to you is transparent. Um, yeah. What, 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 have you thought? Have you, I'm, I'm sure you've thought about it, but what's, I guess you kind of revealed your plan a little bit, but it's kind of a, you're kind of in a, in a unique situation. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of buzz down there. And I, I didn't know how people would react, but, um, I think people have heard about the craft beer and uh, of course there's still going to be a market for the guys that want to go out and get their 30 packs and drink 20 of them a night. Um, but there's a lot of people that are interested in at least trying craft beer. Well, you know, I think, you know, we've Eastern Jackson County is, is, is like the, I don't know. It's like the, it's the, it's the new kid on the block. If I mean, because yeah. everybody over here is brand. I mean, who's who's the oldest? Crane is probably the, the oldest one in Eastern Jackson County. Everybody else is probably four years or younger. I, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah, Crane's what time? Yeah, I, I guess Crane's in Yeah, Sometimes you forget that you know. But they didn't brew for a long time. Well, that that's true. But they're I think they're are they five years into brewing now? Because I know they're seven no. years old. Or are they yeah. three? Oh, maybe, maybe two they years. Uh, maybe it's yeah, two, two years. There's two or three. Years I think it's two years now. into yeah. brewing. So, yeah, we're definitely uh, growing probably more than any other place in the city as far as breweries go. I know Kansas has a few, but I feel like, you know, over this way, I just heard there's a brewery popping up in Odessa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I was like, okay, I guess. Grain, <laughs> uh, Grain Valley. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah, Grain Valley. They're, they open up in January, don't they? So, so Brad, did you just from the, you know, entrepreneurial business side of it, did is there a little fear too with that kind of, I mean, that's, that's a little extra risk, right? In, in Belton, you said, you, you know, you know, you're going to have to lure some people away from the, the standard beers. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to some folks that have opened up breweries uh, like Nick Applegate opened up a brewery up in uh, small town, Iowa. And, um, you know, he's commented that, you know, you make yourself a, a nice Mexican lager and you won't be able to keep keep it on tap because, <laughs> you know, that's that's the standard go to for that uh, target market up there. Right. The people who like I, I like Bud Light. What what do you have? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Gonna There's going to be a lot up. of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's the... even like when I was working at Windshift, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that come in all the breweries that say, well, what do you got that's close to Bud Light or Miller Light or something right. like that? And Goat's going to be great with that because he's he's crazy on the Colches. So I think he's got that market covered. Is that, is that true? <laughs> is, is he preaching the truth? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a pretty good Colch. You get, I, not to let any cats out of the bag, but it might be on that. Six pack that I gave night. Well, sure. Speaking of bags, I, I don't hear anything. Speaking it's, of bags, it's, it's, it's mystery beer time. As you uh -oh. can see, this is the, ba this is the bag that holds the mystery beers. Um, 
So, you know, we keep it classy. This bag might have been stolen from a golf course. Maybe not. Maybe borrowed. <laughs> never uh, brought Shamrock back. Hills. I, <laughs> I always guess Cracker Neck, but, you know. So, we, you know, we keep it classy. Brown paper bag, mystery. What do we got? There you go. You get to, he, he gets to uh, gets to open it up. <laughs> but we, we spring for the big sound effects. Yeah. And we, we have more beer than we can handle for this episode. <laughs> Normally, we have like this three beers. This might be beers. a long episode. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> After we check out, we what might we be got? still drinking. What oh, is this it? What we got? No, this is the uh, the Goat Brewing Roscoe Barrel-Aged Belgian, a dark, strong ale. And here you go. Hey, uh, Junior Bedoin, 11%. I know that's what those two care about. <laughs> it's all about the ABV. <laughs> Jeremy, tell us about this beer. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Christian Pierce, which, which several people know, uh, he and I hooked up with ZZ Hops. They we did kind of a uh, a uh, scramble where we kind of paired experienced tone brewers with inexperienced tone brewers, and he and I got hooked up and we we brewed a couple beers together. We've become great friends. Uh, so unfortunately, moved to, to St. Louis. Uh, we hope to time soon. But uh, he he and I had the idea. We had some we had some bourbon barrels. Uh, that we got from a, a distillery down in Arkansas. And it was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know what? Let's do a Belgian dark strong ale. You know, I mean, those those dark plum and raisin flavors and stuff like that and bourbon, I think that would work really well together. So uh, we experimented with a few things. We put together a couple beers. We brewed three batches. We threw it in the barrel. We let it sit for like three and a half months. And I would have to say it's probably my favorite beer that we've ever brewed. I hope, you know, when we start getting, you know, we, when we get the brewery open, then I can, I can replicate that beer because, oh my God, I could have, I could drink that beer every day. Well, bourbon makes Nick happy. So there's that. Bourbon's my love language. I mean, let's just be honest. (laughs) I would say one of the few beers that people uh, did not drink fast, not because they didn't like it, because they didn't want to blow it. Um, Nobody wanted to blow it. Hey, so everybody was like, hey, everybody ease up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it is 11%. So relax. Bearing is caring. Yeah, beer, mean, bearing really. is caring, yeah. That's, that's a, you know what? That's a lot easier drinking but than that's, I expected that's tasty. it to be. That's, it, it's tasty. D- dare I say, it doesn't taste that big. But no boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You know, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm just going <laughs> to shelve those for a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty tasty. That's that's really good. Yeah, I mean we we brewed it we brewed it a year ago. It was a 15 gallon batch. We had three kegs. We finally blew the third keg like a month ago. I mean, again, it was one of those ones that everybody came over and they were like, "I'm gonna have one." Right. <laughs> I don't want it to be gone. You know, it's one of those things that you always wanted to have on tap. And Jeff, I heard you crack a beer. What did you crack open? I've got a uh, Toppling Goliath Hop Smack. Oh, nice beer. Nice. Double, I, double IPA. Uh, love the brewery up there. And then it also reminded me of a story from our homebrew days, uh, festival days. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> brewed a beer. He went to pick up some equipment for some guy on Craigslist. And the guy's like, oh, I've also got uh, 16 ounces of Mosaic hops. Do you want that? And Jeremy's like, ah, sure. He gave it to him for free. In Jeremy's freezer. We're brewing beers. And Jeremy's like, I wonder what will happen if I just stick all these hops in one beer. <laughs> he he brewed a beer. It was like off the charts IBUs, it's like yeah. over three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, on Beer Smith, it was like two hundred and twenty-five IBUs. I mean, it was something stupid. We called it 
hopped up against, hopped hopped against, against your face. face. Yeah. And so we took it to the, the beer festival, and it was the most polarizing beer that has maybe ever been made. This one guy came back to us like 20 <laughs> times, and he's just like, no, no, this one guy, he's just like, I love it. Give me more. So good. So many hops. I love it. And then, no, that was, that was uh, John, John uh, in ZZ Hops. Oh, uh, uh, Scotch Dog? Yeah, Scotch Dog. Trolls? John, because he was always wearing the Hawaiian shirts. But yes. He kept coming back, and he, he's like, I keep telling people to come have this beer. It's so great. It's yeah. the best thing ever. I mean, he's like the hops, and it's yeah. just so good. And then, well, then, and then there's, a, there's a girl. She, she kept coming up to us, and she's like, she'd take a sip. And she's like, hmm, it's just it's too hoppy. And we're like, yeah, we know. It's a lot of hops. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but it's it's too hot like it's too many hops i'm like i get it like that's you're right it's yeah <laughs> yes but no you ruined it it's too many hot i'm like i'm she sorry calling, she was telling us names she was like what the fuck are you yeah. guys doing <laughs> that i have ever had in my life she's like you have ruined my taste buds for the rest of the event it's like we warned you we right. said she's like no this is i mean she stood there for like 15 minutes and just berated us yeah and it was like 30 minutes later, she came back and got another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, once you get in the deep end, what's yeah. the point of getting out? Yeah, there's no, no point. I mean, is, I mean I'm mean, i sure you guys agree. Isn't that part of the, the magic of, of being a brewer is like having those experiences with people where you're like, yeah, it'd be polarizing, but yeah. you go either way, right? I mean, it just, yeah. it, that's, it's kind of what it is. I mean, as many brewers as we've talked to on this show, you know, that passion is about, yeah, you like the craft, you like the process, but you also like, you know, interacting with people and giving them an experience. Would I, Brad, wouldn't you say that's correct? Yeah, I um, that kind of reminded me of a story on a Blarney Brew Fest, the last one. Um, I had brewed a beer. Didn't turn out how I liked it because uh, I was going for a New England style and it, it became relatively higher bitterness than than I would have uh, wanted. So I called it F winter. It was the long winter before the last <laughs> Barney brew off. And people kept coming back for that. I don't know if it was for the name or what, but they were saying uh, they really, <laughs> they really liked it, but yeah, it was pretty bitter. Um, so that, that makes me think like, and, and I wonder about it, for any of you, the, the stories there, have you, have you ever started when we're like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fuck with some people. <laughs> I want to see if I can mess with some people's heads when they're drinking this beer. That's probably how a lot of it. Or is that just I me? Guess. I'm jerk. So, you know, well, we're thinking about it now. Right. I mean, I think someone just did it and thought no one's gonna like this, and then they found out, oh shit, how many people like this? Then- yeah, I mean that's, I mean, what's what's the craziest thing you've you've? I'm Brad, Brad, Brad doesn't seem like he would brew something crazy. What's what's been on the outer edge for you that you've done? You think? So for me, um, it was a draft beer that we did as as a ZZ Hops deal, and I actually uh, partnered up with uh, John Sproles, and we uh, made a beer uh we call it tequila drop tequila drop basically we um imparted some tequila and some lemon drop hops in a um 
a golden base and it actually turned out pretty good but yeah, that was the craziest stuff and that i've done what about you goat guys i'm sure that you guys have probably done something I was in here because jeremy likes all of his creations but uh <laughs> he made he made us a, a peat smoked uh pepper chipotle pepper what was the base beer porter and intrigued yeah that's i mean good. i am intrigued yeah so they had like the scotchy notes and like some spicy pepper flavor and i tried it and i was like i absolutely hate this beer i think you nailed it because like <laughs> and i was just like this is all the things that i don't like so you must have done it right here you go like and, and sure enough we had some again polarizing we had some people keep going back. Uh, Andrew, in the Brew Club, he just kept on coming in for nice. that. Um, <laughs> you know, and a few others. And uh, some people were very gracious about trying it, being like, hmm, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that's, I think, to me, the weirdest one that he's, he's brewed and I've been a part of. You guys have done the, the the festival scenes, right? So, are, are, are you pretty pretty well versed on the uh, the 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 gracious? I don't like your beer moves. <laughs> can you can you spot them? Oh, of course. <laughs> They're like, mm, thanks, bye. Yeah. You can see we, we learned we learned early on. So when we when we first got into the brew club and started taking our beers to you know Tony and and Brian Smith and those guys and. It's like, hey, sample my beers. And we started thinking what we were dialing in some beer styles. We were brewing very basic stuff at the time. And uh, then it was like, hey, let's, you know, do these festivals. So we're going to these festivals with these really solid, what we felt, basic beers. And it's like, this is an amazing wheat beer here. And people were like, what? <laughs> it was like, why are we, why, why is nobody coming to see us? And it was like, oh, well, because at a beer festival, nobody is looking for a American wheat beer. They're looking for wheat beer that has all kinds of zing zang and stuff in it and craziness. You know, they're looking for something they've never had before. So, you know, after the first year or so of of going to festivals, brewing very basic beers, we started to, you know, throw fruits and, you know, adjuncts and all kinds of different things in there. You just just created a a recipe, Jeremy, Um, a wheat beer with zing zang. There you go. (laughs) I I hope to see that in June. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see that get passed right you can't get that passed by the by the feds huh <laughs> i would say the craziest beer that we ever did so we went to uh the blarney brew fest a couple years ago and after we got done they were doing the the award ceremony at uh grains and taps we go down there and woody bonds comes up to us and he's like hey He's like, you guys brew some really creative, really crafty, really good beers. And I've talked to a couple other people and they don't want to do it. So (laughs) he's like, I got this idea for a salsa goza. No, he just said salsa beer. He gave us salsa beer. And I'm like, he he went on and he had this vision, this beer. And it was like, okay, we'll see what we can figure out. So for Hip Hop's Hooray, which is an event that Woody... Uh, would, would help host. It had gotten moved to um, Diametric. Yep. And so before that event, he was like, all right, we're going to put this together. We're going to put this beer together for Woody. And we, you know, we did our little experiment nights and things like 
that we handcrafted a salsa to go in as go to that we had brewed. And it was like, I don't know what kind of crazy mess we have created here. But <laughs> in the end, when we were done, it was like, this, this is, is you, when you smelled the beer, it was like you stuck your nose in a jar of salsa. And then you drank it, and it was cilantro and peppers and goza and lime and oh, tomato and so. I mean, it was my wife. Just hand me the chips, man. It yeah. was. <laughs> it's, it's my wife's favorite beer that we've ever brewed. She wow, that, so, that's one of those like that's, salad. Yeah, that's one of those. That sounds like it shouldn't work, but I think I might love it. That's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. where we were. We were when when Woody, Woody was explaining his idea to us. It was like this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, we made it work. Like, well, you know that's 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 the beauty of craft beer. It's it's whatever, it's whatever you want it to be. I mean, you, you can do any palate. I mean, did, didn't somebody just come out with a fucking barbecue sauce beer or some shit like that? What was that thing that came out recently? Everybody said uh, they smelled it. They did everything like they said. No, this is gonna be shit beer. They didn't say that. You can see it on their face. It's gonna be shit beer. <laughs> and um, I would say probably. 38 out of 40 people. That's odd number, but 38 out of 40 people. Another one, another one, another one. Yeah. So, so the best, Facts. The, best, the best is the story. Oh, David, David Mann. Mann. David Mann from East 40. David Mann from East 40 comes yeah. up. And, and <laughs> I always know David Mann, and David Mann is a super nice guy, but he is he's monotone. Right. He's monotone. Very, very chill, dude. Voice. He has, he's, he's got very, you don't get, he doesn't get excited. He doesn't get upset. He's just he's just even keel as even keel can be. You know, great guy. I mean, I, we've gone to him a thousand times as we're getting a brewery started asking him questions about stuff. I mean, great guy. Great guy. He comes up and he's like, salsa beer? And I'll let Dave take it away. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> he just wasn't sure about it. You could tell he wasn't sure. <laughs> of course not. And, uh, you know, he's like you said, he's even keel. And uh, he ended up Drinking the beer and <laughs> the look on his face was insane. He just sat there, drank the beer, and went, What? <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect him to do that. I did not expect David Moon to do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had another one. He, it was good. He loved it. He absolutely loved it and said, I, I, you could tell he expected to be like everyone else expected yeah. to be a shit beer. And it, just, guess, it wasn't. I guess that means. Is this in the bag? <laughs> He's like, is that in the bag? <laughs> is this in the bag? No, it's not. Dang it! You need more beer. Hey, let's go. Let's go to another mystery beer. How about that? So how's it? How's it? How's it make you feel? I mean, you guys have been homebrewers for a while, and now you're jumping into the pro ranks. You know, in Kansas City is, as I tell people, is still a really young beer scene. Was what's it like, Brad, to be? Oh my God, I'm fucking about to own a brewery. Yeah, it's crazy, um, and and people are like, "You're doing what in this <laughs> pandemic?" And um, you know what? You just got to go with the 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 passions there, um, and you got to make it happen. And I think if you make a a place that that people can go and hang out and enjoy themselves, then then you're going to be successful. Um, especially like I tell my wife, I'd rather work 14 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours a day at a brewery than, uh, you know, eight, 10 hours a day in an office. Yeah. I, I'm with you. What about, what about you guys go? 
You're going, you're going pro. I mean, shit, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's been just this thing where we were waiting on, we're waiting, waiting, waiting on approval for the location and all that stuff. And then we got it. And then the switch got turned and it's time to go. And there's not been any, there's not been any time to really, really think about it. That's it. It's that uh, true. We're just constantly presented with a problems and it's just constantly <laughs> overcoming those figuring out things you know uh jeremy's on on the computer and like constantly just doing things with vendors getting things set up and i'm in there trying to coordinate some of the construction and and doing stuff and you know i mean there's there's just there's no time to think about well is this time or whatever we hit the go button it's time to go and people talk about trying to get all their ducks in a row we're trying to get all the squirrels in a pond <laughs> just them all in the water and see if they can swim you know? by the way that's a beer name squirrels in a pond first beer you come out with squirrels in a pond yes sir hey I'd like to give a shout out I'm drinking over an open fire from Flyover Brewing. Oh, Brett, Brett yeah, so this, this is a chestnut winter warmer beer, and uh, it's really fabulous. I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a serious question. How long have you had that beer? How long have I had this beer? Yes, sir. When did you get uh, that? Beer? About a week. Okay, so when when Brett was on, he told us about that beer. Yeah, and he was supposed to get us that beer. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Brett, so, really, uh, Wooderson, you're in trouble. We're coming for you. Sorry, Brett. Hey, we, we've got the uh, the the broken hatchet, the West Coast Pale Ale, right here that you you mentioned earlier. Nice. That, that's our latest mystery beer. Mm-hmm. That looks like he was he was watching intensely to see yeah. our reactions. That's, that's tasty. <laughs> he kind of gave a little lean in there. That's a, that's a, there I there I say that's a patio pounder. That's that is that's, that's a patio, it. That's, that's, a, that's a patio beer. patio pounder. If you know what I mean. <laughs> of course you do. You got to do this. No, you don't. No, you don't do that. That's, that's oh, too not obvious. That. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no. Okay, we're not doing the peach. Okay. It's that's it's in the bag. Nice. We're gonna we're gonna try to get the awful. I mean, again, you guys are the first guests to actually give us beer. So generally, I bring beers for Nick. And so when I saw uh, Jeremy and when I saw Brad, I'm like, they're like, here's four beers. I'm like, well, <laughs> we got plenty. Of, do we have that much time on the podcast to drink? We, you know, I, I don't know that we've done a two parter. Throw your phone out the window, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beer's now going to be every episode, I think. Well, they are. Uh, they are. They have but, but that's as far as our format goes. <laughs> I I asked Nigel, you know, being trying to be the good professional uh, producer, I asked Nigel, okay, right, so how are we going to structure this? What do we want our show to be? And I got things I want to say. Who called you a producer? Well, that's my job. <laughs> No, back in uh, BC before COVID, you would you would come here and then then you would then we would make you bring beers. Remember right. remember those? Yeah, we were like uh, bring yeah. some beers. We'll make that a mystery was two beers. whole episodes. Yeah, two <laughs> two two episodes that happened. So 
Maybe three. Not not anymore. Did Jeremy go to pee? Uh, here he comes. He's emerging out of the dark room. <laughs> I liked earlier we had we had an offspring uh, uh, video bomb earlier. Yeah, that was somebody's <laughs> child back there. That's fine. Oh yeah, they figured it out. They figured it out. So question for the for the goat guys. Um, obviously, you guys have been around Kansas City for a while, seeing the seeing the scene uh, grow. What's what's you guys? Oh, yeah. What were your thoughts of what's happened? Like really, really in the last five years, it's just gone crazy. What do you what do you guys think about that? Um. So one thing I go to like we we did a trip out to Colorado as a group. Uh, I think three years ago now. Um, and saw kind of the density of breweries that they've got going on out there and realized that, you know, there's still a lot of room to grow in the Kansas city area yep. for individualism and diversity in, in the brewery scene. And, uh, you know, I think that's the direction that we're headed here in Kansas city. So like you said, it's, it's still young, uh, here in the Kansas city area. Um, I, what I like about the Kansas City area and something I've heard, uh, I think you did a collaboration with the brewer at Strange Days uh, because you had won yeah, kind of a Damon, competition. Was it, it's Damon at yep. Strange Days. Yeah. yeah, and he he came here from a market that was not as collaborative as what we've got here in Kansas City where everybody was more in competition with each other. Where, where was that? Let's, let's, let's blow them up right now. I think here in Kansas City, like, we're all just excited about the beer scene, about the direction things are headed. Uh, we're excited about uh, Brad opening, you know. I'm so excited that we've stolen his electrical contractors <laughs> and plumbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, but I think, it, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, and then uh, Mac from Diametric has been just a huge help to us, uh, helping us get open. If that was, you know, if, if we we're in the competition kind of a scene, I don't think it would be anything like that. Um, I, I, I think it's truly one of those things where there's still a huge uncaptured market of beer drinkers who aren't craft beer drinkers. Oh, yeah. And uh, Brad, I think you placed yourself right in the middle of that. And I, I think, you know, you've got an untapped market. You've got the sky's the limit over there. Dalton, so Yeah, well, I tell you, and, and I totally agree that the, the Kansas City beer market, it's not, I, I, I don't, I'm guessing it's not like other beer markets because um, working at Apex and Windshift, if Diametric needed grains, and I was getting off work at Windshift. I'd load up some grains and take it over to Diametric. And, and you know, breweries help breweries. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how many times I've heard that Lee Summit is uh, starting to get saturated. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I've asked, I asked the people that, that tell me that. I said, have you ever been to San Diego County, San Diego, California? There is 177 breweries in San Diego County. Wow. Right now. It's crazy. Um, so Lee Summit that has four or yeah, five. Four or five, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that We'll be great. five. We'll yeah. be five real soon. I want, I want to yeah. go back and ask Jeff, um, uh, where did Damon go? What city were we talking about? We want to make sure. We he's from there. Portland area, right? So he said, he said they, weren't that, they weren't collaborative there? Well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't know. I, he was surprised at how collaborative 
Kansas City is. I'm not going to say I don't know what he saw in Portland, it, but uh, on the on the young side of things, one of the things that Damon commented on the day I was down there brewing beer with him was that he goes, "You can tell that there are certain breweries in the Kansas City area that are making really good beer, but it it very much has a home brew kind of a larger scale thing." To it. I mean, so people that are you know still coming into their own, you know, whether it's, um, you know, funny, fruity flavored beers and things like that. I mean, he goes, it's just, it's young because there's a lot of new brewers, right. New flavors that haven't really solidified themselves yet. And he goes, you know, you know, he had been to Portland and Seattle in the Northeast. I think he's originally from the Kansas city area um, and is, is now back to the Kansas city area. But he, you know, we talked about how, you know, some of those areas you see a little more uh, maturity with some of the breweries and things like a little more consistency. Um, and here it's, it's new and it's fun. It's exciting. And there's a lot of stuff exploding out here. So um, yeah. And we know, there's, there's more of a, a kind of fraternity type, right? Here? Oh, Collaborative yeah. attitude, I think in this industry yeah. in Kansas city, than you'll see in almost any other professional industry where it's it's not just supportive, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to help each other and you can make a call and say, Hey, I'm working on this. I need, I need an idea or some help. I'm stuck on something or Brad, like you said, I'm out of grains. Can you bring me some? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you know, anybody that I know, I'm like, you can't really hate on whatever brewery it is. You can't hate on because some, some ebbs and flows. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to name any names. There's some breweries didn't start out so well that have gotten really good. There's some who've regressed. Am I going to give up on them? No, I'm not. I'm going to, because I think only Budweiser can, can say we can brew that one beer exactly the same every fucking time. Right. That's a, That's, I mean, you might hate on InBev, but that's a fucking, that's impressive. We can go to London, England right now and Budweiser is, is exactly the same. You it's know, like, that's impressive. It's like the Catholic Church of Beers, right? <laughs> no matter where you are, it's the same service. Craft <laughs> Brewery are probably one of the few people, you know, one of the few, they, they would ask their customers, what, what do they want? And they're constantly evolving. Right. I, I, you know, I don't think, you know, Anheuser-Busch does, I mean, I don't, I don't think they do that. I just, they, they make the one thing, that's it. Like, people buy stuff, but this is what you like. Yeah, I mean, it. I know exactly. that's all he's ever doing. He's always asking. I know that all the other craft breweries around the Kansas City, they're constantly asking, what do you want? What, do you like this? You don't like it? Tell me what you don't like about it. And they change. Most people don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's what kind of makes, though, kind of craft beer special is that it's it's never going to be one thing. I mean, look, I, I'm, no. I'm looking at four of you right now, and I, and I, I have met you now for about 52 minutes. You're not going to be happy if you're making the same beer five years from now. You're going to get <laughs> depressed. <laughs> well, I mean, five years from now, it would have just been through the roof IBU IPAs, you know, just like the crazy blow your head off stuff. And now we're everybody's talking about sours and, you know, there's milk. Lo- loggers. Loggers. Loggers are back. New frontiers. I know. Loggers doing clean loggers, you know. Um, That's the thing. Yeah. But I think I think I think craft brewers. I think one of the things you guys, people like you, are so attracted to it, and we see more and more, is that there is a there is a creative element to it. I mean, there's an art to it, right? And you like yeah. the challenges of trying something new, and and well, holy shit, can I make a beer out of salsa? Yeah, you can. Damn right, I can. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, Jeremy, what was what was that beer you held held up from uh, Diametric? So, so at least uh, 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 Junior can. Yeah, know. don't make Junior mad. It's long. It's, long. It, it's, it's a it, it's from March of a couple of years ago. So what? I've my fridge for a while. Never been kissed. Chocolate cherry mead. Ooh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was good. That was a good 7. beer. Seven point nine percent. How's it, how's it holding up? It's fantastic. I was going to say, if it's a mead, I bet it's I bet it's fabulous. Yeah, I, yeah I that's remember, true. I remember yeah, that one. That was good. That's true. Did you guys try that? That uh, that uh, what was that thing they just did? They ran out of it. That seventeen percent vanilla cinnamon uh, 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 something cat uh, lover cat. Tezcad mead. No, no, no. They, they did. They did a mead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it aged in a barrel or some shit? Yeah. That shit was. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that's something my wife would make. She's. She's all about them strong meats. Is she? What you got there, Brad? Uh oh, he's got. No. It's, 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 he's got. It's, it's, a, it's a homemade label right there. Look at that. <laughs> we call that the Sharpie. So this is a light coffee porter. My uh, one of my neighbors has a crazy homebrew system. He's got a twenty-five gallon Colorado brewing system in his garage. <laughs> He's got penguin chillers. I mean, he's got it all. And he's not even in a brew group. I've tried to get him into ZZ House for three years. He's like, no, I just like to do it. <laughs> so he brought me over a beer because he always comes over and, and tries my beers and asks me to tell him about his beers. But um, he's got a crazy equipment over there for not even – he just does it on his own. For fun, for fun. Yeah. What is it What is it about, about ZZ House, man? I mean – there's some prolific fucking brewers in that group. Still, oh. still, still, there's still, there's guys in there. Like, take, take Taylor. Taylor could run a brewery. Brian Smith has always done great beers. There's a lot of guys who haven't even ventured into the pro, pro ranks of it. They've just been, you know, what I, it's, I don't, I don't know of any other group in Kansas City as, as has that much talent than our group. So I think you're. I think you're exactly right. There's there's several guys at uh, CZ Hops that are crazy good brewers, um, very knowledgeable about beers, and I think they just enjoy what they're doing. And either they're, um, I remember, he's not a CZ Hops guy, but um, I think he's a masher. Is it David Schumacher? He's like. I can't brew. I work at Cerner. They pay me way too much. I got good health insurance, right? And then believe me, I it's overrated. Because I used to work at Cerner, and now I pay for my own health insurance. <laughs> that sucks. What about you guys? Uh, Jeff, you were going to say something. Well, uh, I think you were. We were talking about just the culture between breweries here in Jackson County, and then also how many people have come out as easy hops. Right. A lot of it is pretty knew each other before they became brewers and there was that collaborative nature that was formed in that group where you would bounce things off of each other you would help each other out and it's just grown into that and i know that when we open you know uh if somebody's out having a good time they want to know about other stuff we're going to send them over to brad's place right. metric we're going to send them you know to windshift all those places that uh East 40, we know in east 40 yeah i mean there's there's so many to name grains attached uh, we're going to send them to all those places and we're just going to spread that love of craft beer that we've found and and kind of formed in the zz hops group so 
I think, you know, that culture has kind of uh, just sprung up from that, uh, just that sense of camaraderie that everybody formed in, in that, that brew club. Yeah, as, as home brewers, we're all getting together, spending the weekend together, brewing beer together. And then as, as those same guys start to sprout up and, and become professionals, you know, it's, it's, that same, it's that same camaraderie. I mean, the guy that owns the building that we're leasing also owns Dietrich's building. And when we were talking to him about, hey, you know, our lease this space to do a brewery, he's like, you know, there's a brewery like <laughs> – Right, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "But they're competition, right?" And it was like, "No, no not really. No, them for beer, and then they're going to come to us for beer." And he was like, it, "It's like it's it's not going out for dinner where you eat dinner once. Well, so you can go out and have, yeah, you can go out and have a couple beers, and then where's the next closest place I can go have good beers?" It's like, it's like saying the two quick, quick trips on 291 are competition. Right. They're not. <laughs> they all serve a purpose. You're going to get the hot dog here and you're going to get the bun down there. Right. Uh, no, so. and I, yeah, and I think like we were talking about too with the flavors and stuff though, is that's that's the thing. That's what beer drinkers, craft beer lovers want to do is they want to go hit a couple of them because they want to try all those different things. Yeah. And, and by the way, we're doing your contract Kolsch right yeah, now. Yeah, the contract Kolsch from Goat. That's fucking beautiful. I, I look. This this is this is. I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna spend the day working in the lawn. You're gonna spend spend the day patio pounding. <laughs> this is lawn beer. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is driveway drinking lawn beer. Okay, you could be on the patio though. That's that's delicious. Yeah. Very very nice. So goat goat was talking about breweries. Um, you know, sending folks over there. And I don't know how many times when I was bartending in a wood shift, people came over. It was like, hey, we were at East 40. They said to come check you guys out. Or how many times I sent people to East 40 or Diametric or whatever. Um, it, I don't know how many banks I presented my business plan to that did not understand what a brewery is versus a bar right um you know when i was trying to get down to belton and and presenting my my business plan to these banks they were saying well there's already um bars in belton you know they've got fruit <laughs> bakers and they've got this and they've got that and i've you know i'm like it's it's not a bar i'm not saying open till three in the morning People aren't drinking shots and getting in fights. You I mean it's just not that culture, right? So, um, even if there are other breweries, I mean, they just—it took me finally getting to a bank that had either worked with a previous brewery or had someone there um, that you know, went to breweries or understood craft beer in that scene right? to finally get someone to go, you know what? That's a pretty good deal. Well, on, on, our, on our last episode, we were talking to uh, uh, Pat Lively from Lively Brewing in Oklahoma City. He's yeah. the president of the Oklahoma Brewers, uh, Craft Brew Association. And part of what he does is trying to get these lawmakers and, and whoever, banks, whoever, to understand brewery is not a bar. And part of the issue right now you know, in COVID, well, we're going to close down all these places. You know, a brewery is not a bar. It's, t it's a totally different animal, you know, 
And, and I think, go ahead. We, we, we had gone over the hurdle with a couple of the banks that we had talked to. And I know uh, some of the other Kansas city breweries that we had talked to had seen the same thing, not just a brewery as a bar, but a brewery as a restaurant. And if you can think about a restaurant, you've got, you know, people at the front door, you've got people washing dishes, you've got cooks, you've got wait staff, you've got a million people in there and you've got food that you're cooking and preparing and throwing away at the end of the day, there are margins profit are so minimal right when you're looking at a brewery you know you can brad can go in there and brew beer four days out of the week and then show up and serve beer three days out of the week by himself and epitomize you know margins are through the roof <clears throat> but when a bank looks at it they're like oh allegedly <laughs> allegedly uh, <laughs> so we, when they look at it, they're like, you know, your margins are, oh, so you're like a restaurant, right? You know, you're, you're making 5%. And it's, that's not the case. I mean, breweries are completely different, you know, and our, different beasts, yeah. our margins are much better because there's a whole lot less over here. I mean, there's a lot less involved. I'd be curious, I'd be curious to know in some of these older markets like Portland or San Francisco or, you know, uh, San Diego, if, if they're, if they're viewed differently, because one of the things that Pat Lively talked about is like, Technically, we're a production facility. We produce a product. Yeah, yeah, we sell it, but most of what we do is produce and create. Your your, your tap room is marketing, right? So, I mean, that's community marketing. When you when you get your when you get your federal license, you're a manufacturer. You get a manufacturing license. Okay. So yeah. that's correct. I mean, it's a production. Well, the, on the local level, they don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wonder too what it's like too at some of those other older older markets, like you say too. If like then the banks more understand. You've had banks who have dealt with those things before. Uh, you know, to make it a you know, sure. I want to go. I want to go backward a little bit, Brad. To what you they, they were talking about, how you know it's it's it, it's not necessarily competition. You know, the goat is going in just about, a, you know what couple thousand feet from diametric it's farther than that but you know you're not far you're in belton there's not another one of you in belton is it a is it a is it a little different that you're kind of going to be the craft beer oasis so um cass county has i think cleveland is in cass county and there's currently a brewery called pogue brewing yep which is about, yep. I think it's 10 miles south of Belton on um, Holmes Road in Cleveland out there. Um, they've been open for a while. So I'm not, in the county-wise, I'm not the first. But in the city, that's a double-edged sword to be out there on an island by yourself. Because if you're in the crossroads, you've, your target market is walking around there at other breweries all the time. Um, <clears throat> so there will be a challenge to get people to come to Belton to try, but we do have Transparent that opened in Grandview over by um, the Gales. old Gales yeah. Harley Davidson, Gales Power Sports now. So um, ultimately there's going to be uh, uh, several breweries down there, three or four, you know, that people can go south and hit all three of them if they want. Do you feel like you, you have know, to think a little bit more about marketing than maybe Say you would? Again? You think maybe you have to think a little more about 
marketing than maybe you would if you were in a, you know, you were in the crossroads or you were up north where there's several or even now, you know, in Lee Summit, there's four or five. Yeah, I think that's that's um, that will be a challenge to to try to find the market itself um, and and try to get folks to travel down to Belton to to check out our place to to have some beers. Yeah, that will be a challenge. But I, I think you know I I, I think diametric diametric is a good example. Because nobody thought putting them in that cul-de-sac would be a thing, right? Because you, you don't happen, you don't you don't come across that brewery. You have to decide to go there. But I think you got to find. You know, yeah, I mean, you, you have to decide to go there. But I think people who 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 are into craft beer and even it's still you know a, a narrow segment. But I think people will travel to to find beer. But but the marketing is it's word of mouth. You know, it's so, Facebook. It's you know, it's well, beer tasting KC. So. That's how people get. No, I mean, it's, some some it's, of the places it's local beer podcast. Yeah, it's local beer podcast like this one. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, some some of the places I go and when I go out of town, you know, I I'll post it wherever, and people are, I've never heard of that. Me neither. That's why I went. So it's kind of you know I think it's one of those things where marketing is kind of a, a loose term in the in the it's yeah. it's word of mouth marketing really. Yeah, yeah. social media is king. Uh, when it comes to craft brewing, I, th I think for, for marketing, um, I never really felt that being on the main strip or being, you know, where everybody is, is, is a value with craft beer because there's a place called Scratch Brewing in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. And, um, I know several people that have driven the six hours <laughs> just to, go. to try their beer. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, cause they have a niche and, 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 and craft beer people travel to, to get that experience, no matter what experience they're looking for, they're going to go and, and just check it out. Especially if it's new. Cause I mean, that's when I go out of town. <laughs> Say it again. No, go ahead. Well, this is all of us had had before. You know, Jeremy got. I mean, is it the is it the location, location, location? And I don't, I don't agree with craft breweries' location. And bottom line is, if you brew good beer, they'll come. They'll come. That's, 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 if you brew it, they will come. That, that may be a, that it might be on a on a sweatshirt that you can buy at beers with nigel.com <laughs> if you <laughs> brew it they will come <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh, yeah so uh as a group we've taken to taking trips together we'll go check out like different regions of the u.s and and try out breweries and stuff and generally what we do is we'll kind of look stuff up on social media before we go there and we pick like our favorite place we go and we start asking like the staff and patrons, like, hey, where should we go? Like, what's the places that we should go to while we're in your town, in your right. place, like trying what is in in and it's like we've had a lot of really cool experiences doing that, you know. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of people like us that go do the same thing, you know. And I think when they come to Kansas City and especially, you know, uh Jackson County, they're gonna they're going to get past 
travel a lot to all the different breweries and really, really get to see what we've got to offer. So, um, so go yeah, guys. I, I, again, I don't think location, it's not location, location, location. It is not a real no. estate. It is not a bar. Like we've been saying, it's a protection facility where you create an environment and come for the experience. And nobody makes the same brew. That's what, that's why. Yeah. That's why I think craft brewery and passing people around. We're not all competing for the same exact type of brew. No one makes the same thing and just says, no, I need everyone to come here. Everybody knows if even if you have a similar beer, it's not really going to be similar. And everyone wants to say, I have this coach here, but I want to go to Brad's place. I want to taste his coach. Oh, that's really good coach too. I want to go to yeah, you know, this, it's, it's this not coach. as good. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've sent people over to um, East 40 from, you know, if they're out in Blue Springs and I'm saying, hey, go over to East 40. They've got a great Saison if you're looking for that or, or um, you know, their Pale Ale or whatever they're they're looking for. But you got to get that get that feeling from the customer and, and say, oh, you got to check these guys out. You know, you're close. Yeah. Oh, I brought you just two. gave me the same beer. Come on, this is bad so prep. That's how we found my favorite beer spot that yeah, I've I ever been to. We're going to. back to one of those <laughs> farmhouse out in uh, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. We've been to. Unfortunately, we'd already been to like three places. We Ubered around. We were. I don't remember that place. We were. We were, were pretty well done at that point. But they're like, you got to check out. Check out this Jessup farmhouse. It's a barrel aging house. You take other people. Age on barrels, and you get just the wildest combinations. And we went there, and we we marched through this like maze of barrels, and we work our way to the staircase. And we're like, "Do we go up? I guess we go up." And we walk up, and the sun is setting over the mountains, over this giant picture glass window. We turn around, and like the light is shining on these thirty-two taps of like barrel-aged beer, <laughs> and we're just like, "We found it." It's paradise. Mecca. And we, we tried everything on the list. And it was it like, you know, but it was only only found that because of word of mouth. And and, and that's that's crazy. We're in Denver, we're in all this area, and they're like, No, you gotta go here, you gotta go here. You would think with density that they would be fighting for it. Instead, they were like, Yeah, the next place you need to go is here. And that's yeah. what we kind of constantly got over. You know, and that's that's the beauty that's the beauty, the beauty about craft beer. It's like Wherever you go, it's like you said, it's different. There's wow. nothing the same, even yeah, even on the yeah. same street. It's worried. going to be different, you know. Worried. I mean, that's 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 the beauty. Is there anything that uh, Brad? Let's start with you. Um, who do you like around town? I'm not saying who you like best, but who you, are you a fan of? Certain breweries around Kansas City. Well, I, I tell you, I think um, I'm always going to say Winship. Tony DePlacido's brews some fantastic beers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would say my top three would be Windshift, BKS, and Alma Mater. Okay. Um, all those three great choices. of those, those folks are, are quality. What about, what about the Goat Boys? What are you guys, what are you guys digging around, around the city? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, nearby, of course, here in the Jackson area, Windshift is great. Uh, the guys over at Diametric are ph phenomenal. They do some some very unusual beers. Um, <laughs> Mac and and, and Sean and those guys are are, are great. Um, uh, 
him in that strange days. Again, he's got some some creative beers coming out. Uh, alma mater, as Brad said, he's got some really solid beers. Uh, Casey Beerco, I'm, I'm a wow. fan of some German beers, um, and they they just they rock it. I mean, they they stick to a very traditional style and they kill very it. Much so um, BKS stuff, I don't. I, I don't flock to the the race for the BKS beers, but they do some really good stuff. People really Fair. like what they've got. Um, you know, yeah. So we, we've we've got some really solid breweries yeah. around Kansas City. Um, Courtney Service, you know, she's got some really crazy stuff over there. Boy. He has a shirt yeah. that says Courtney fanboy. Service Sat Fanboy. It's true. He has a shirt nice. that says Courtney Service Fanboy. It's true. It's yeah. true. He he loves her. Um, what about you, Dave? Yeah. What, what do you like around Kansas City? Uh, pretty much what he said. The only thing I'm going to say is that. Come on. Right his coattails. One of my favorites, and I always enjoy every time I go is East 40. Their sunrise stays on. Um, Got to kill that every time. Uh, I need to just go and just get a bunch. I need to like buy a cake of that stuff. I don't know how to get that. Um, <laughs> that is, that's one of my favorites. And um, yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of German beers. In fact, you know, I used to go all crazy uh, with the craft, and I, I love all the wild stuff. But then eventually, I think all the people who love craft beer, beer love to eventually go back to um, some of the basics. Casey Beer has a lot of great basics, and uh, you know, Jeremy kind of did that too. I mean, he, you know, he went doing some crazy stuff, and he, which he was great at. And then it was like, you know what? Look at these great base beers, these European, you know, these great base beers, these Kolsch's. Uh, just a plain saison, just plain stuff. Right. And you start to learn, oh, my God, they're amazing. They're amazing by themselves with no flavors, no extras, no anything. And you just kind of go back to some of the basics. And so there, and there I say uh, unadulterated. You know, Jeff, what about you, <laughs> bud? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, I really like, I, I, I'd stick local, you know, I, I live in Lee Summit, um, I find myself at Grains and Taps. I spent a lot of time at Fringe. Um, you know, made a lot of friends there. Uh, Diametric, those guys, you know, I always know I'm going to get something that I've never tried before. I, I love that. Um, you know, um, branching out, uh, you know, these guys have named, we're, we're always trying new stuff from other people. Uh, we organized a sober driver shout out to dave here and we uh took a van people lawrence and went over there and like there's a ton of good breweries over in lawrence man like yeah uh lbc uh black yeah, yeah. oh, free state yeah, yeah free state yeah, it, was, it was just a really cool trip over there um you know i i i like the variety i like to support my local guys and then um you know branch out every once in a while so yeah. What are you guys drinking now? Well, okay. So here we actually. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's our question. Before I before I announce, I, I want to test you. Can you tell by looking at it which one of your beers this is? Yeah, yeah that's that's the uh, that's the golden sour with the the grape must. Yeah, it is. It is the grape must sour. Uh, that shit. Right. That shit's fire, dude. That is. That is. This might be my favorite. I thought. The, the the other was my the 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 aid the bourbon aged, but this oh, might be no, my they're favorite. they're close they're close they're they're, they're really very good. Close. You know, you guys keep talking about all the different Go ahead. I can attest. I can attest to that. Um, I was at Goat's Garage 
<laughs> the goat garage, yeah. the annex, the goat garage, and uh, that golden sour is fantastic. God, that's really good, Jeremy. I'm a little bit disappointed. I've never been to the garage, sir. I'm a little disappointed. I've never been to the garage. I mean, I I I feel like you got the whole setup over there. I think we should do a live show at yeah, Jeremy's garage. I think we should do a live show from the Goat Annex. Look at see, look at that shit over there, bro. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Look, if you're if you're only listening to this on your on your podcast app, you need to go over to YouTube to the Beers with Nigel page and check out the videos. <laughs> that garage is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty badass. I you know, I, I I love what you guys are saying about all these different things. I feel like my answer to to you know what's your favorite KC area brewery is gonna be the same as what I do when people say what's your favorite KC barbecue. Right. What am I ordering? Yeah, it's not fair. A- ask me what I'm ordering, and I'll tell you where I'm going. That's yeah. true. Because right. there are yeah. so many good things, and like you guys said, every one of them is different. Yeah. yeah. Now you guys are all these beers are quite lovely. Thanks. Thank you for the gifts. We you know we definitely appreciate it. <laughs> it saved it's yeah. it's it saved me having to give Nick my uh my the beers I got from Oklahoma recently. <laughs> so basically, what you say is you're keeping good stuff for yourself. What's that, Jeff? You're gonna have to brewery for the next one. That's fair. We will be there for the opening, and I and I think we probably need to do a live a live garage show. (laughs) The garage. We've done a driveway show. Yeah. And and speaking of getting open, I know I know Broken Hatchet, and and we started our Indiegogos, our Kickstarters, our fundraisers. Um, Broken Hatchets is up and running. Ours is up and running a couple of days ago. Uh, get online, you know, support, uh, you know, get some great perks, some great swag, things like that. You know, come to the brewery, be there for some of the soft openings and have a good time. So, so, uh, so as we wrap this up, uh, uh, Goat Brewing, do you guys have a website, a Facebook page? Where can we find you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're we're on Facebook, um, the Goat Brewing Company. Um, we have a we have a website. I don't do a lot with it. I need to get better with that. But it's www.thegoatbrewingco.com. Um, yeah, we're on Instagram. Uh, you know, we play around with all that stuff. So yeah, follow us, hit us up. You know, ask questions. I'm 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 on my phone all the time. So if you got any questions? Send us messages. Whatever you need. To do. Are you on Twitter? Uh, (laughs) That's the best answer you can get right there, actually. uh, Well, if if, if you're not, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, get on Twitter because we we kill on Twitter. Beer 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 Twitter Twitter is fun. Is ridiculous. You get a lot of love from beer Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Get on there because if I don't do anything for, for for my people, my local brews, when you post anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout it out, and it's it's our. Ever since we had our guest from England, our Twitter our Twitter has gone mad, you know, because it's. People, I kind of want to send her that beer that he was talking about though, and ask her if we can say that one's hoppy. <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Look, you got to be a, a dedicated listener to that, get that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad, where can we find Bro- Broken Hatchet? So Broken Hatchets on Facebook. Um, I believe I've got a Twitter account and an Instagram account as well. Um, we've started our Indiegogo, and we've actually we're at uh, 31% within the first 
two and a half weeks. So Sweet. we're doing well with that. We've got, uh, I think, uh, 25 more days, 28 more days. Um, yeah, follow us, like us, and uh, check out our updates. We're, we're always posting some pics on uh, Facebook on, on the progress of the brewery. And I, t- I tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll commit to this. On, on opening day, we'll come do a show. Beers and Nigel will be there. Yeah, we'll, just like we did for Nolan down at uh, Transparent. We'll, we'll, uh, when you guys, on your opening day, we'll come do a live show. Um, we, I think we did a Facebook Live, and we recorded it. It was a, it was a shit show, but it was fun. But we had, we had some engagement. Look, I can tell you what. I'm going to make this. I will try to have <laughs> I will try to bring a speaker system that's not from the 80s. Well, you borrowed that. That was well, the yeah. problem. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, he brings a speaker. I don't know if this works or not. <laughs> you know, we tried it and out. it didn't. But it worked out well. But we will definitely... You know, shout you guys. You know, you guys are. You know, I gotta represent my you know, my homebrew club. So we'll definitely do whatever we can do to make that first day uh, a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the Indiegogo system that you guys are using. I think the first I saw to do it was was grains and taps. And what a great way for for people, you know, in the beer community, the craft beer community, kind of to get involved in right. and to to feel like you got a you got a piece of that, right? That you yeah, help get yeah. get yeah. Just get the opening to happen. I think it's awesome. It's yeah. really cool. So everybody go go hit Indiegogo and look up yeah. Broken Hatchet Brewing and the Goat Brewing. Hey, where can they find us, Nick? You can find Beers with Nigel at our website, beerswithnigel.com, or on any of your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and even, hey, you know what? We're on Pandora now. Oh, and YouTube. And and there's YouTube. And did we say Facebook? And if you're, look, if you're a video nerd like Nigel, you can go to Vimeo too, but yeah. no, nobody goes to Vimeo. Because, I mean, I tell people all the time, the, the, the audio version is good, but the video version, hell yeah. Right, right. You're looking at me. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's, looking at, it's looking at them. It's looking at them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's about you guys. I'm sorry. I feel like podcasting's about me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you guys got that cool studio over there, that place yeah, is awesome. it's, it's so so you know hopefully once covid's over we can do another one you guys can come in this, this is, is actually vault. this is the old lease summit post office right around the corner from grains and taps yeah great space oh okay. yeah so right. this, this was the, the this, vault this was the vault that we turned into a podcast studio yeah so nice. yeah so so here we are gentlemen we appreciate you guys coming on um again you know we really appreciate what's that Dire Oil Graphics. Oh, a shout out to Dire Oil. Actually, we appreciate the free beer. That too. <laughs> dire. No, he's like Dire Oil Graphics. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> we are presented by Dire Oil Ronnie Graphics. Rules. Yeah, Ronnie, you rule, apparently. Does he rule? Don- Ronnie rules. I mean, he got it. He got Jeremy gave him a live promo. <laughs> right. Again, this is hey, Beers Nigel. with Nigel. Thanks for listening, watching, however you're doing it. We'll see you on the next episode. Talk to everybody. Peace next out. Time. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.